Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what up, everybody? Super excited about today's interview. Simply because... We're, it's all WordPress today. And and I say that, which sounds funny, right? This is a WordPress chick podcast. I say that because I do interview entrepreneurs or I've had my personal journey shows. And today we're getting back to WordPress. And, and hear my heart, guys. Um, as the WordPress chick has evolved, I will continue interviewing people in the WordPress space, developing cool tools for WordPress. But as my business has grown and evolved, obviously the content has to, Right. So that's part of where the podcast goes. But today I have the creator and founder of Peepso. Uh, her name is Mirav, and you're going to love this. I've actually heard de- developers on the interview too. And Peepso is an open source free uh, social networking plugin for WordPress. So for those of you who ever tried your hands at BuddyPress, and no offense to the people there, but it to me, not user friendly, right? Peepso is gorgeous one. I love the way it looks. Um, but Peepso is free and there's some add-ons and whatnot. But if you have ever thought about building your own community and your, your own social networking uh, community f- built on WordPress, right? Again, social media is awesome. Love Facebook and stuff, but you always have to come back to that place of you don't own that property, right? Peepso is different. And this is an awesome story. I think you're going to love it. So uh, enjoy the interview and stay tuned to the very end where I will have a link for you to go check out Peepso and everything that it does. It's pretty friggin' awesome. And you guys will love the way it looks. You know me and the look things. Um, great story here, though. So enjoy. First of all, just... Before we get into Peepso, I need to let everybody know, again, this is another thing I love about the internet. You guys are Skyping in from Bali, right? Correct. Yeah. It's 7 o'clock here. 7 a.m., yeah. (laughs) 7 a.m. on Tuesday? What is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, wow. Today is Tuesday for me. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. yeah, we know the future. So if you need lottery tickets, yeah. Yeah, there we go. If only. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I love this. But before we get into Peepso and all the awesomeness that it is, why don't, can you guys fill me in on what you were doing before this and sort of what brought you up to the launch of this, this new company? Well, we were doing Jump Social, which is the, the same thing basically for Joomla. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, so we've been doing it for a few years. Um, how long have you been with us, Eric? Um, four, five years? For about four years, I think. Four years, and, and Matt was at Jump Social as well, and then he went somewhere else, and then he came back. And I acquired Jump Social uh, almost three years ago. Um, it wasn't my original project. And then, so the transition to WordPress is pretty natural, you know? Well, yeah, and it's funny because I dipped my toes in Joomla a long time ago, like five years ago. Um, yeah. Even though I was the WordPress chick at the time, I was like, what is this yeah. all about? And kind of came back to okay. WordPress. But um, wow. Okay. So you guys all connected through that. Now, are you, Mira, what were you doing? Have you always been a developer? Have you been in software? What is your background? So I've been doing Joomla stuff for 10 years. Wow. 
Yeah, since the first day, since uh, the, you know, Joomla forked from Mambo back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, the, the day after they forked, when I saw the announcement, I bought the domain iJoomla. So that's a site I still, still serves that I have, iJoomla.com. And we create like uh, extensions for Joomla. Mm-hmm. So that's my main thing. Before that, I did something called Look Better Online, which is a, a website for people who need photography for to have better photos for online dating. It's still there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Before that, I really not, didn't know what I wanted to do with myself until I found out I wanted to be a developer. That is so, awesome. And then Eric and Matt, what about you guys? What's your background? My original background is actually English. So I did English philology in college. I got a BA. Mm-hmm. But I dropped out in order like, to, to go into IT. So I started very low. Uh, working for a hosting company and worked my way up to be a CEO of a Polish branch. And then I decided to move on. So I started working for uh, Jump Social back in the day when it was still not acquired by Morav and started at the bottom again <laughs> and worked my way up pretty much to be a project manager where I am right now. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then Matt? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I used to be a freelance developer most of my career. I got involved with Joomla also like Miraf like in the in the first months slash years when it when it came out. Um, I was involved in a, a Joomla cloud hosting company. There's a cloudaccess.net thing that uh, used to even be like the Joomla official host. Uh, I met the original owner of Joom Social in in Denver some seven. I guess years ago on a, on, a, on a CMS Expo, and that's how I got involved with him. Uh, also as a freelancer, then I then I parted my ways with with open source until until last year when I came back to 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 Jump Social and then then Pipso. So pretty much most of my career was WordPress and Joomla, with with some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys have been in, involved in WordPress, but so why the transition? Were you because Peepso is just WordPress, right? Are you guys still involved in Joomla at all, or are you guys? This is kind of your main focus so, now. So I'm still the you know the CEO of uh, iJoomla, mm-hmm. of course, and we have Joom Social it's still going very strong. This is uh, it has a huge momentum, and uh, these two are working on Peepso exclusively. They don't do any Joomla work anymore. You know, and the reason I put them together, that's, that's, I thought that was interesting because these two have been friends since they were 15. Oh my so God. 15 yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they're like BFF. And uh, so Eric was working with us here in Bali and then he kind of uh, convinced Matt to come and join us. And then when I saw what Matt can do, I was like, and then I saw how well they get along. I, I was like, they should be ro- really working together uh, Eric is a project manager and Matt's the lead developer and it's been working really well because they get along really well, you know? Yeah. That's kind of key when you're building a company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they live in the same house. They live in the same house. <laughs> so you can never, you never escape each other, but that's well, good that you like each other. At night, separate bedrooms still. Separate yeah. bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like, let me clarify. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen them fight or anything like that. They get along really well. That's awesome. So all that right. part is is really great. Okay, so now we got to jump in. First of all, before we even get into the details of this plugin, I love the site. It is just—I mean, not just a basic. It looks so good. So just kudos to you for there. Besides having a great plugin, it looks awesome. Um, so 
how about as, as far as the social networking plugin, why don't you'll probably do it more justice than me. So if you could explain what Peepso is uh, to the audience, that would be great. So Peepso basically allows people who use WordPress to have their own social network right inside their WordPress site. So instead of sending people to Facebook to connect with you there, they can just come to your website and connect with you inside your website. You basically keep everybody in your website, you know, and this is good for so many reasons. Uh, basically, we use it on our own site to engage with customers. So customers know they can t- talk to us, uh, give us feedback. They engage with us more than usual. That means they stay on the site. And when people stay on the site, it's a good thing because then they convert to buyers. They click on your ads. They buy your products. They do everything you want them to do on your website, you know? Well, yeah, and there's more value from an SEO perspective too, right? If someone's hanging out on your site longer. I'm not sure about that. Is that true? Well, is is it, Google- if it's protected, I guess it might not be. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. But, I think I think there must be something in it. I, I'm sure that Google also tracks like how long people stay on the site. So that's a good point. Um, and people really want to, you know, when you, when you put something on Facebook on your fan page, only three percent of the, your fan page of your fans see it now. I don't know if you're aware of that. So it's getting less and less because Facebook wants you to buy, you know, the 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 post. They want you to buy when promote. people, yeah. How how do you call it? Promoted posts. Yeah, so that's becoming really ridiculous and really expensive. So well, it it's is because really- I do both on Facebook. And I can tell you, like seven or eight months ago, the reach mm-hmm. that I had compared to today, and then the ads are costing more as well. I, I mean, you can probably get a ton of reach if you want to do video ads on Facebook. But other than that, you're absolutely right. It is getting harder and harder to uh, to get the reach and to get it in front of people. Right. So you've got to ask yourself, do you really want to invest in getting people to you, to your Facebook page? at all? Or do you want to keep them on your website and get the conversation going there? You know? Yeah. I and mean, either way, you've got to drive traffic, right? But again, one is your property, one is not. <laughs> exactly. So when it comes, our philosophy, when it comes to Facebook, we have a fan page and we use it for broad- broadcasting what we have to say, but we don't use it for engagement. People can't post on our Facebook page. They can comment. Everything, all the engagement goes to our website and it works really well. And so you People just send go and talk and, huh? Well, I was going to say, so you're basically, you're sending everybody that wants to engage with you, you've got a link and they have to go engage on the site then. Yeah. If they want to talk to us directly, they have to do it and it works. Yeah. We've, we've been doing it with John Social for years now. Interesting. Okay. So let me back up a little bit. What made you decide to, to jump into, uh, no pun intended, but to, to launch Peepso? I actually had somebody, one of our customers in Ijumla, Brad Bihon, he, he basically harassed me for four years. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he lived in Encinitas, California, where I used to live. And we met up and he's like, you have to do, and that's before I even owned Jump Social. He's like, you have to do Jump Social for WordPress. And there's a bigger market share. People need it. There's nothing there. It's just BodyPress. And, you know, he wasn't really a big fan of BodyPress. And I was like, you know what? Okay, maybe one day, you know. But every year he just kept coming and just kind of like um, bugging me about it. And uh, eventually when uh, I bought Jump Social, I was really busy with Jump Social. So I didn't have time. But after a year and a half, things started kind of calming down. And I was like, you know what? I can do this now. So he found me a great developer in California. Like I think one of the top developers for for, uh, WordPress. And it worked out really well. So basically because of him. I mean, I would have done it maybe, possibly later, but uh, he's the one who gave us the real push. 
you know, basically saying there was nothing out there for WordPress. I mean, if you count out BuddyPress. Yeah, which I, I have not touched BuddyPress nears because it made me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, that's what people are saying uh, generally about it. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about the model then, because this is something that I see, um, happening more and more. It's, I don't know if you know the correct term kind of freemium, right? So it's like you can download the plugin for free and then there's, there's add on plugins. Is that how the, the, the pricing model works, right? Yes. Okay. So what made you decide to go with that pricing model versus like a full fledged suite, say? You know, Jump Social is a monster. Jump Social is our, our Juna, uh, extension that does the same thing and it's very hard to manage when you get a code that it's this big you know it mm-hmm. just it becomes uh, and the more features you add it becomes bigger and bigger so we wanted to do the opposite here we wanted to have a light a uh, plugin and have light plugins that we can add on top of it so it doesn't become like a bloatware you know um, yeah, and I just want to button here. Yeah. The other reason is that Jump Social has all these great features that people use every day, but not all of the people and not all communities need all of the features. Mm-hmm. So paying the full price for a fraction of features you're using for some customers may seem like unfair because I'm not using that, so I want to pay a little bit less. With Peepso, we don't have that problem. If you want to have a uh, small community just with friends and posting photos. You can just have that. You All you need is two additional plugins. You don't need all the other ones. So you don't have to pay the full price for every single plugin. You don't pay for the stuff you don't use. That is really smart. It's so funny. For some reason, I've had this analogy with cars. And so it's kind of like, you know, you don't need to pay for Mercedes if you're going to drive a Ford, right? <laughs> it's like you're looking at that and it it's... I don't know. I like the pricing model of the options for this. Um, and then just for clarification too, is this an annual price for the plugin? Yes. Okay. Which I love too. Like I, I always look at it this way. These people who think that everything with WordPress should be free are obviously not running a business. So, um, I mean, we've been through that path with Joomla. When I, when I, uh, created Joomla, everybody was complaining that I was selling my stuff and it always, always really puzzled me. I was like, well, the development costs money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like this reality. This is not some utopian world that developers don't need to eat and feed their children. You know. Well, you know, and you so, look. At, yeah, you look at WordPress. Yeah, it's open source, just like Joomla. But it's like Automatic is not a nonprofit company. <laughs> which I love, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you know what I love uh, also is that they allow us to have our uh, plugins with license. In Joomla, it's not allowed. So oh, really? Happened, yeah, it's not allowed. So what happened is that some trolls created uh, those uh, websites uh, that they were selling all our stuff. They were selling our stuff because there, there's nothing we could do to stop them, you know. And that really created a big problem for commercial developers in Joomla. But uh, did anybody care? Not really. You know, it doesn't matter how many times we complain and say that this is really hurting our business. Nobody really seemed to care, to be honest with you. So it was really refreshing to me when I came to WordPress to see that I can actually do it legally here and protect our investments because this was a very significant investment on our part, you know, not just in the monetary investment, but also as the working hours. And we all, we, we operate like a startup, we work long hours, you know, so it, it makes sense that we are able to protect our investment in some ways. Well, yeah. And so let me ask you a little bit about this. So you, because you bought, um, and it's, it's, were you saying Jom Social? It's J-O-M Social, right? 
Correct. Okay. So you bought that. So when you launched Peepso, obviously you've had com- you you've had businesses and you've had companies. What was that like in terms of creating an, a new startup? What were some of the challenges you faced? Uh, the price tag. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean pricing the the product or just oh, the, the pricing? No, the pricing of of the development. We hired a very expensive developer uh, firm in California to start it up. And uh, it was not cheap, it was, but it was very well done. I mean, the, the code is so beautiful. It's so, uh, I mean, it's, it's really fantastic uh, base that we got from them. But that was the challenge because we wanted to do it right. We didn't want to cut any corners and to have uh, people who don't know what was creating it. We wanted to use the best developers for that. Other than that, it was not really a big challenge because uh, we've done it before. So as far as the features, how we wanted to look, how we wanted to... Um, you know, to behave, we already figured it out with John Social, you know? God, that's awesome. Yeah, to be able to take that and then translate it into WordPress. Um, and improve it. Pardon me? And, and improve it and make it better, you know? Well, absolutely. And and I would think, too, this brings me to sort of the WordPress community. And how how has it been in terms of launching this? You know, um, I know a lot of people behind BuddyPress have been in the WordPress community for, for a long time. So what is... I, I, let me rephrase this because I'm asking from the perception that I've seen a lot of um, varying opinions. It seems the WordPress community is, I don't know, there's a little bit of disarray in my opinion, for lack of a better explanation, um, because I think that developers need to get paid, you know, and then there's this real, everything should be free. And, and so there's a lot of change happening, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. in, in my observation. Yeah. So how has this been for you guys? And what has the response been uh, launching this in the community? So the, the, the most common response I saw when they wrote about us was, this is really great, but it's not free. And I'm like, uh, yes, it's great because it's not free. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally going to be a tweet in the post. I'm just saying that right now. It's great because it's not free. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, no good developers. And I'm sorry if I'm hurting anybody's feelings. But really excellent developers will not work for free. You know, they need to get paid according to to their uh, talent and their skills, you know, and I'm happy to pay developers, uh, you know, to support them. So the approach, I really would like to see more maturity, not only in WordPress, but also in Joomla in terms of understanding how much money it costs to develop something like that. I'm not going to put a number, but it was a very significant investment. So um, when I see the post that says, wow, this is really great, really amazing. It has all these features and all these things and it does this and it's just so much modern and so much more beautiful than BunnyPress, but it costs money. And it just really puzzles me. It's like, um, yep, it costs money. Get over it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it has to cost money. You're, you're preaching to the choir because I'm at this place. I think there, the conversation needs to shift with internet business in general. I, I am, I'm all about creating value and establishing a relationship. But you're, if you're not making money and you're not charging for the value you provide, you're not in business. It, it's just a hobby. And if if we're doing this, right, like I love this podcast. I connect with amazing people, but my goal is to grow my audience to to build my business, right? And and then also like flip it. It's a platform for people that I get to connect with. I'm, I'm like sitting here like praising you <laughs> right now because I, I think it's a conversation that needs to happen very frequently within I WordPress. I couldn't agree more. In addition to that, it's also important to keep in mind what, what, how cheap it is. Yes, it costs money, but how cheap it is comparing to how much we invested in it. So it's a fraction. It's a tiny, tiny fraction of how much it would cost you to do it yourself 
or to hire somebody to do it. So you got to keep it in proportions as well. You well, know, you know, this is very affordable. I mean, it's like a dinner for two. <laughs> well, it, it is, it, it is that. And then I think that what people need to remember is the return on investment. So with, what I find fascinating with, with online is I do a lot. I consider myself more of a marketer. I am not a coder and a programmer. I have people that do that with me now, but at the same time, when I spend time with marketers, they won't hesitate to drop $300 a month on a piece of software that gives them a return on their investment and they can measure and track and grow and scale their business. If it's, if it's, they look at it as an investment, right? And so to me, Peepso would be an investment in your business that helps you grow your community, helps you grow your income, right? Yeah. All right. So in turn, let's talk about the plugin itself. Obviously I could talk business with you all day. Um, so first of all, one of the things that I've heard, um, just thoughts about creating communities and, and why some people tend to stay away from forums and all this is because they think that people don't want to log in to another place online. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that and how do you get people back? Well, I don't agree because I know that people do log in because we have so many customers with John Social who have very successful communities. It's, it's all about giving them the value that they are looking for. So, for example, a great customer of ours is, has a, a website for mental uh, people with mental illness. You know, people don't want to go on Facebook and post stuff about their mental illness, but they yeah. do feel safe doing it at a private network. So if you give them enough value and if you make it a niche that they can't find it anywhere else, you know, the kind of content that they want, the kind of people that they want to meet, the kind of privacy that they can get, they will come and, and join in for sure. That's a fact that I know because of, we have so many success stories of customers, you know. In addition to that, uh, our goal is to make it as easy as possible. So for John Social, we have uh, Facebook Connect and all those kind of things. In uh, PIFA, we have somebody also working, a third-party developer is working on Facebook Connect, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter Connect kind of thing. So you'll be able to log in with uh, other credentials, which will make it really easy as well. So you it's know? not another password you need to remember. No, exactly. So and it will import some of your information as well to make it easier on your, your avatar, stuff like that. So what are your thoughts on Peepso being used like a continuity program, like a membership site? Would you need to layer some sort of membership if you wanted to do a paid continuity program and create a community? Yes. Yes. I'm sure, I'm sure some people, I mean, people have been asking us about it already, about uh, having the membership uh, site. Uh, this is something that our, actually our team in California started working on. So oh, we might exciting. have something. Yeah, it's an uh, integration with... Uh, I think WooCommerce or something like that. I haven't looked at it yet. But yes, this is definitely where it's going for some communities. Some communities will always stay free. Some communities will want to have a paid membership. Okay, so can you can you guys run down? I mean, and again, everybody listening to this, I will have the link to Peepso, although it's easy to find. It is peepso.com. <laughs> but we'll have all the links in the show notes. Um, but let's talk about some of the plugins and what are some of the more common... Um, what are some of the more common plugins that people are using to, to run their communities? Well, people people all love to post pictures, so the the plugin that's mostly used is uh, basically Pixel, which adds that possibility for you to attach pictures to your posts. And people, when they see something visual as that, they are more prone to comment on it, to like it, to keep engaged. If you know what I mean. The other one would be uh, videos, so Vidso. So that one allows you to share videos from YouTube, Vimeo, everything uh, that's basically supported by WordPress itself. 
So we hook on to that and people sharing their videos. It goes to your library. You can find them easily. And yeah, just basically helps people to keep in touch with others. So, okay, I posted a funny video about a cat and when they, when people see cat videos, they go nuts and just like and comment all the time. So that's the other one. Uh, the other one that uh, keeps people engaged is Tagso. So you can tag people in your posts and comments. They will be notified uh, about it. And when you get notification, you're like, oh, okay, what's this notification about? So love, when you tag people, they will come back to the website to check their notification. That's also keeping people engaged a lot, if you know what I mean. So these, I would say, are the three most popular ones right now. Well, I love it because you guys are mirroring essentially what the social web, for lack of a better explanation, people are saying they want, right? I mean, images, yeah. video, <laughs> and the the engagement, the tagging people. It's funny. I did that on Facebook today. It was I tagged a friend in a Big yeah, Bang exactly. Theory video. I'm like, hey, you need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you tag a, when you tag a person, you keep the the other people engaged. So. Uh, my friend in that social network tagged me, okay, I better come back and check it out, you know, because uh, I want to see what the notification says. It's very addictive. As you probably know, we all use Facebook and we all know that there's a notification. I got to click on it. I can't have that number one, number <laughs> totally. two, whatever. It's driving me crazy and OCD goes just overload. I got to check it. I got to check it. I got to check it. So those are, those are the plugins that are the most popular ones. We also have the other ones like location, moods, and so on and so forth. But yeah, those three, the most addictive, I would say. You mentioned, you know, one of the examples that someone is using for the community, um, for their for their community site is, so like mental health. Can you guys give some other stories or examples of communities that have really taken off because of using Peepso? Well, I don't know about taking off, but I had this I, when I was in Paris last year. Well, it's pretty uh, new, I mean, so I shouldn't have thrown that out there. So that's my bad. Well, I, I can only talk about uh, John Social because we don't have that many test cases on, uh, you know, showcases in uh, Pipso. But it's same, same, yeah? yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was in Paris and I posted on Facebook, hey, if somebody wants to meet me, have a chat about John Social, uh, let's meet. So I, um, uh, this one guy showed up and he was, uh, he had a site for tall people in Paris. <laughs> he was very tall. So he's oh my like, gosh. <laughs> Site. I'll send you a link later if I can find it. And another site is very popular. It's a site in Brazil for children in Brazil. That's only for children. It's about 1 million uh, subscribers. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you know what? That's a great, ex- I'm sorry. That's a great example though. I think of this community space because kids, you don't want children necessarily on, on social media till they're a certain age. And if there's a safe community, what a great example. Exactly. And the, so it was it started by a kid and his dad is helping him and the dad is vetting all the all the children that apply so it's a very secure a safe environment. Facebook is not a safe environment, you know, for children. But yeah. stretch of imagination. Yeah. So it's good to have something like that as well. We have another client who is uh, who's a, a ex firefighter and he has a hockey team. I guess uh, firefighters have, have hockey teams and so all the hockey teams come together in this one. <laughs> You know, it's it's like it's amazing when you create a product. You never know how people are going to use it. It's always very surprising to me how people use it. It's actually really fun to see. Well, you know what? I was thinking of uh, a good friend and a client of mine um, that they. <clears throat> it's this is sort of random. If you guys have a second for a story, but they actually have a very successful business in the gun. G-U-N, right? Gun niche. They don't sell guns, 
but uh-huh. they market to gun enthusiasts. And yep. so they, they sell, you know, stuff in like the survival niche and t-shirts and just doing very, very well. And uh-huh. we're redoing their site and they wanted to do, they were thinking about a forum because they have a database of 270,000 gun enthusiasts, wow. right? That's who, who want to engage. I'm like, this would be heaven for them. So if, if we run with this, I will, I'll, I'll track it for you. <laughs> we'll do a case study because, you know, when you have people that are really passionate about a specific niche, they want to stay there. And I think that's the value, right, of, of creating these community sites, like you were saying, because they're all in one place versus the nightmare that can be a Facebook group, right? And you're like, where did that thread yes, go right. that I saw two weeks ago? <laughs> Exactly. You, you nailed it. Exactly. So, uh, so it's for people who are interested in a, a topic, specific topic, but also a place for gather, gathering people, for example, schools, universities, that would be perfect for them. I mean, you don't want to have it all on Facebook. You want to have it all in your community so people can interact, their teachers, students, whatever, you know, in a safe and controlled environment. Where it's not accessible to the public. Because, I mean, if you think about it, even though you set your settings in Facebook, if it's, you know, if it's in the news feed, again, you're not going to be controlling that. And um, no, I love this. So so in terms of of growing this, because like you said, it was, it sounds like the biggest, not obstacle, but funding, right, to do this correctly out of the gate. So... Um, how has it been? And I'm, I'm asking because I think I've got a lot of listeners. Um, and I was already thinking about a couple other podcasts we need to get you guys on. Um, but there, yeah. in, in terms of starting like a, this is, even though it's a WordPress plugin, almost like a SaaS model where it's not, but at the same time, in terms of starting that and launching that, like, what would you recommend? And I'd love to hear from each of you on what you would recommend to somebody who said, I want to go start a, a, a software company, whether it's plugins or SaaS. Well, I'll get ready for was very that too long of a big up? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't consider us as a, a, how would you say with SaaS? No, we're not. No, no, no we're not SaaS. No. Uh, we, 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 we went that road with Jump Social, and it was we couldn't really find the right platform for it, so we never actually um, went with it. No, we never took off really well. Um, there is a really great market for it, but this is not what we're about. We, we're about open source. We're about allowing people to do whatever they want with the plugin, hack it, change it. Uh, we don't recommend it, but yeah, if they want to do it, they can do it. Add their own plugins. Uh, eventually, our uh, goal is to have third-party developers developing for Pixel because on the Jump Social, we have hundreds of developers developing f- uh, plugins for it. So this is, I think I like this business model better than the SaaS business, you know. Okay. Well, and so uh, it, do you guys want to answer that, Eric and Matt? Yeah, or have opinions please. on it? <laughs> <laughs> Matt is asking if you can repeat the question. Well, I was just saying, or even any advice you would give to somebody, and since it's a WordPress plugin and it's not a SaaS model, but um, what advice would you give to somebody who's who has an idea for a premium? Because I'm all about getting paid for your work. Um, a premium plugin that they want to develop, like what would you recommend to them? Well, from what can come from me as a developer uh, is a piece of advice that, that, that some people think is pretty obvious, which is always think in long term uh, and don't cut corners. When you when you create a piece of code, it's really easy to go the easy way and, uh, and do something quickly without... Mm, Thinking about the, uh, the the future, what's going to happen when the when the software grows, and so on. Uh, I've seen a lot of software that has you know like five six years of legacy code laying around that no one even knows what it does because the people who wrote it 
no longer work for the company and so on. So you always have to assume that this piece of software will be around for a few years and you need to write it in a, in a way that is comprehensible for, for, for a developer that you're going to hire in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, because lots of startups end up writing, hacking together a lot of code, uh, you know, working 18 hours a day and it's going to kind of work. But then when you decide to add new features to it and, uh, and, and do something you haven't thought about, maybe you, you come up with features that you didn't think about when you originally created it, uh, you always have to create your software in a way that is extensible. Uh, that you don't have to, you know, take three steps back to make one step forward uh, every time you, you you have a new new idea. Mm-hmm. So so don't don't compromise on code quality because it will bite you back uh, in the future, uh, no matter what you do. And uh, the worst case scenario, you have to rewrite everything because you just you just hit a wall in a moment where where you just cannot improve on what you already have because it's just too complicated. Too many band aids. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And that's why I hired this guy because <laughs> he doesn't take any shortcuts. Well, like no, that. it's kind of like, you know, building a house where it's, you make sure the foundation is solid, right? Um, exactly. When So let me ask you, Matt, when you guys were talking about this, how from idea, so let's say from conception of Peepso to market, what was it? What was that time frame like for you guys? 17 months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, about that time, yeah. Because we got the code from the guys in California. We got the code from them. Uh, it had, I mean, it was a very, very good foundation for us. And then we kind of took it from there. And we had to redesign the whole thing and really change a lot of things to make it work the way we wanted it to work. But it, we had a great foundation and we had to kind of spend a few months really polishing it and making it, like, amazing, you know. So, yeah, it was 17 months. Yeah, all together. Well, and then there's the challenge with WordPress where there's so many different environments, right? So in making sure it works with someone else's theme. So let's talk a little bit about that because this is their plugins, but it's not necessarily a theme, right? Yeah. It's not a theme. Yeah. 100%. For us, it's a bit weird and for coming from the Joomla world because we don't mix extensions and themes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know that in WordPress, it's kind of mixed sometimes. And for us, it's a bit strange. Um, but no, it's definitely not a theme. It's just a plugin that works with uh, with most of the themes. We tested it on how many? About 30-something themes. Yeah, lots of themes to make it, make sure it works on all the themes. And I'm sure there's some themes that it's not going to look great on that. But we're going to make it uh, more compatible as we go. And yeah, the, the, goal, the goal with Pipsa, with the, the launch of it was... For Pipso to look good or any on any theme, and for it to look kind of uh, not to take on uh, all the all the CSS, all the styling from the themes, because sometimes it breaks. We tried that approach, and it doesn't look great on some themes. So we we decided to make it look uh, consistent, for lack of a better word, across the board. And uh, if people want to. Uh, change the colors of the of Pipso of the plugin or uh, the change the styling, the font or whatever, they can do it with overrides. And I'm going to publish documentation on how to do it like today. So people can change it quite easily. It's just one CSS file. And uh, yeah, so in the future, we are talking about creating a way for people to adjust the, the adjust peeps or what it looks like, how it's, uh, 
um, how the corners are there in the boxes or whether they're rounded or not and so on. Uh, but right now we have other focuses. So uh, Pipso will stay uh, consistent in the design, at least for now. Well, it's a really good looking plugin. Like, <laughs> like I said, I love your site and just, you know, yeah. and again, every listening, I'll have screenshots and, and I'm going to, I'll do video in this post too, but it's, um, it looks beautiful. So, you know, unless somebody has got a completely, well, we won't even go there, but the plugin itself looks really, really good. And I just want to mention our designer, Matt, another Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in Poland and uh, he's amazing. So we're very grateful for him. Yeah. And I, I promise I won't like send links to the site so people can contact him. He's <laughs> uh, ours. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it, it looks really good. Everything looks fantastic. Um, so so tell me um, where, what's on the horizon for Peepso? I mean, you mentioned maybe uh, um, having a marketplace with third. Is that kind of where you're going with that in terms of third party development or is what's on the horizon that you guys are up for sharing? Yeah, eventually we're going to have a marketplace for plugins. Um, it's a bit premature for that, but we're, we're going to get there. Uh, what we're focusing right now is to add all the, the features that we consider essentials and what people are asking for. So uh, chat is coming, like, what, next week? Chat? Yeah. About two weeks, let's say. Yeah, let's say two weeks. And then, we, then we're going to focus on uh, customizing the profile, allowing people to ask different questions and stuff like that. That's very, very basic stuff that we have to do right away. As, and the next one we're going to do is groups. Once we have these three out, it's, we're going to be in, in, in really good shape. And then we can think about other things like events and pages. what else is coming. Oh? Pages. Pages, like fan pages. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, we're going, we're going all the way with it, you know. And hopefully uh, other developers will join us and, uh, and kind of help us get there faster, you know, by creating their own plugins. Yeah, I just want to also mention that uh, it is on a roadmap, but I cannot promise any deadlines yet. But um, uh, we also want to create a way for those niche communities to actually make some more money and uh, create those inline ads uh, for, for the stream. Kind of mm-hmm. similar to what Facebook does. We do it on, uh, uh, on Joom Social in combination with Ad Agency, the other extension that we have for Joomla. And you can create ads that kind of blend in and look like posts for the people, but they're actually ads. So they don't distract the users. They're not like super flashy, tacky banners, but they kind of blend in and are very subtle. And people actually appreciate that, not being taken away and distracted by some, uh, by again, some flashy lights and you're <laughs> one million user on the website, whatever. Well, you know, it's interesting because the, the ad piece, even with that and I have to tell everybody too, you guys have great content too. So it's interesting on your blog, right? That, uh, which is part of my next question in terms of marketing and growing this, that as you're talking about advertising, Eric, that it's the search engines don't even want just, you know, they don't want you to send people just to like a landing page. They're like provide value, create content, like make sure it's the contextual stuff does much better. Like where we were talking about Facebook earlier, they're very, they want good content as well. So the fact that you're able to blend this is fascinating. So the users, just let me make sure I understand this. The goal would be that, so like, let's say I'm part of a community, I can then go in and pay, post an ad, right? And I would be paying the community owners to post my ad to the community. Yeah, exactly. And uh, depending on the, on the community administrators, they decide about the, the, 
quality of the ad, whether they're going to approve or not. So it's up to the administrators to decide what ads are going to be published in their network and what, what, which ads will not be. So people will have, the administrators, again, will have the control over the quality of ads that are added to the network. But it's a great way. It's essentially, it's as opposed to creating content and monetizing a site with ads, it's you're providing the resource and the value and you're getting paid for hosting the platform, essentially. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you if you want, we can provide you with some screenshots of what it looks like in Jump Social and Ad Agency right now. So you'll see what what we kind of have in mind when it comes to that. Yeah, that would be awesome. And and everybody listening, just know that I'll put all the screenshots um, in the post too. So um, just kind of as we wind down a little bit, where so in terms of marketing peeps, so what what did you guys do again? Because I noticed you guys have a lot of you're creating consistent content, and I've been a little bit obsessed with content marketing lately. Um, but you know what what was your plan when you decided uh, when you were ready to launch? Like how did you guys go about doing that from a marketing perspective? So uh, a few things. First of all, allowing people to uh, get content on our website, which is helpful for them for creating communities. It's not about just giving you a tool and kind of let you run with it. It's about giving you a tool and also explaining how you can use it to be successful. So just putting peeps on your website is just not going to cut it most of the time, unless you have like insane amount of traffic. You'll have to do a little more than that. So we actually have an ebook that explains how to create a community successfully. And now we're converting this ebook into a blog post that explain, okay, this is how you get your first uh, members and this is how you keep conversation going, you know, those kind of things. It's very important to read those kind of, uh, this kind of information so that you'll have a successful experience. Otherwise, just going to sit there. And, you know, there's um, nothing a lot sadder than uh, having an empty community. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, hey, it's open and it's crickets chirping. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so there's ways to make it happen. And the way to, to make it happen is not by just pouring a lot of marketing money on it. It's by doing it in a smart way, bringing uh, people who uh, are uh, VIPs and, and starting conversations going so that other people want to join, you know. So that's uh, that's one thing is educating people about how to use uh, Pipsol successfully or how to create communities successfully. Uh, we did some SEO. Let's see what else. We are reaching out to some bloggers right now, asking them to uh, give us feedback and write about us. Uh, and also, we were picked up uh, naturally by uh, WP Tavern and a few uh, WP Lift. A few that was others. where I heard you guys first. Was WP oh, Tavern? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good piece. Uh, stuff like that. We we have some kind of a strategy, but uh, we're still kind of figuring it out. You know. Oh yeah, and just hear my heart too. That wasn't. I was just curious because I've <clears throat> I've got a decent brand online, but it was really recently in watching Dan Norris and what he's done with WP Curve all through mm-hmm. content marketing that I thought, okay, let's back up here. Like I, you know, I do posts and videos, but it's like, let's really create. A, so I was kind of picking your brain to see, you know, and it's that outreach, I think that is still strong within the WordPress community. Um, and it's just finding the right voices to help spread the word. <laughs> yes. I think it's key in, in your case. I've seen what you're doing. It's great. I mean, I'm sure you have some kind of strategy, how to turn it into some kind of a revenue, you know, uh, what's your strategy, if I may ask? Well, yeah, no, 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 it's okay. because So there's a couple ways for, with like I have an outsourcing company that, so we provide support for WordPress developers, but is it's as you're doing this, it's my goal is, is to launch a, uh, a continuity program. You know, it's like I do a lot of training and a lot of video, but for WordPress chick, 
you know, with the podcast even. And then I've got another division of my company where we do sort of done for you podcasts for people that just don't have time. They're like, they literally record it. We do everything else. So for me, I stepped back because for a long time, I just was, I would do tutorials and I would, I would write content and then I've sold some, you know, I, I do a lot with Genesis. And so I would do uh, Genesis for beginners. I had some training and courses and I stepped back and I thought my audience is for people who want to market and build businesses with WordPress, right? So it's like, I am much more into funnels and analytics and tracking and measuring and scaling. So my focus is going to be to launch this community, which Peepso is going to come in super handy for. <laughs> That's very exciting. Yeah. So who's your target? Who's going to be your... Um how do you call it? Like ideal member or who are you targeting? You know, it's interesting because I sort of have, I, I, I would say me a few years ago is sort of the ideal target market. Somebody who either has a business using WordPress um, or has built their, their business with a WordPress site, obviously, but they've got an online business that they want to scale. WordPress is a vehicle, but maybe I'm not necessarily I, like, I don't talk to developers and programmers, some of them, God bless them, listen to me, but I'm interested in making money. <laughs> and, and I don't, you know, that's not a dig at that, but we don't tend to see eye to eye on a lot of things. So, you know, um, so my target audience is for people who want to build and scale using WordPress as a vehicle, right? So it doesn't matter. And I've done some surveys and polls with my, with my list and they're business owners, they're entrepreneurs, they're people that, you know, you know, I'm in a mastermind and, it kind of runs the gamut, whether it's people that do lead generation or, or they focus like my friend, I was telling you, they do a million dollars in sales a month in the gun niche, Uh-oh. right? That's he great. spends $300,000 on advertising, but, and that's mm-hmm. happened in two years. So, you know, I, I look at the entrepreneur who uses WordPress, but also they kind of have their hands in it. So it's not necessarily, you know, they don't hand it off to, to people to manage for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So is it for uh, marketers or web designers or it's not really, well, it's not really, it's the web designer who sort of fell into it, which is what happened for me. (laughs) I just sort of fell in love with WordPress before I knew what I was doing. And I grabbed the domain name and just kept sticking with it. Right. And, and playing with CSS and, and playing with customizing themes and doing that. So it's not for, again, the person who necessarily has a code or programming background, but it's somebody who knows enough about WordPress that they do client sites, but they want leverage, right? They want something, whether it's recurring income or it's to scale their business because the time for money trap gets old. Yeah. You know, so that's really who I'm gearing it for. And again, how many people like I'm sitting here looking at Peepso and I can think about how many Facebook groups are out there and it's a nightmare. And there are paid communities. There's a a marketing group um, that I, that I'm in, it's $97 a month and all the content was in this Facebook group. And so you'd have to go dig and find threads and it was kind of a nightmare. And they're finally yeah. moving it out of the Facebook group for that exact reason. Exactly. I mean, why would you spend so much of your time and investment investing in something that's not on your website? You're sending all the money to Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg is rich enough. Right. Know? He doesn't need any more of your money. <laughs> Exactly. So that's, you know, it's just fun. The timing of all this has been great because my goal is to get it it launched within the next 30 days. That's awesome. You can literally launch it in a day. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I've done that. So there has to be a strategy. Sorry, Eric. (laughs) Yeah, because I saw, I'm not going to mention any name, but I saw a video of one of our competitors saying, this is how you create a community. It's only going to take you two hours. And I'm like, two hours? Why so long? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Install, click, click, click. 
you know, of course, you have to figure out, if configure it a little bit, but I mean, it takes a few minutes to, to have it up and running. Actually, the default configuration is just suitable for anyone. Mm-hmm. If you want to have some terms and conditions, copy and paste them into a field, say changes, bam, you're done. Uh, installing Pipso, the core, you can do it in the back end of WordPress, then installing the seven additional plugins. That's basically all going to take you. Like ten minutes. minutes. Yeah, this is not body press. And it's all all kind of working out of the box. (laughs) I saw I saw a survey that they did with body press users, and it says that the average time it takes to create a body press site is three days. And I'm like, whoa, why does it take so long? You know, I mean, it doesn't have to. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't know body press very well, but I guess it has some challenges with integrating all the different plugins to work with each other. You know, we don't have that problem with Pipso. Everything we do is uh, compatible with one another, and we do automation, automated testing before every release, you know, so that we know everything works together. Yeah. So that's very important. And one of the things that we're going to do when we have third-party pl- uh, plugin developers developing plugins, we're going to run their plugins with automa- our aut- automation as well to make sure that nothing breaks, you know. So that's going to make uh, putting things together from different developers much easier and much more comfortable for the users. You know, and then can I ask you with the third party, as as I've seen some of this, will you guys support? How will that work in terms of support for third party plugins in terms of compatibility? If there's an issue, where does the customer go for support? Well, it depends on the the third party developer. We we have, uh, for example, the the guys in California. You want to answer? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, The the thing is that when we launched Pipso, we couldn't have possibly tested with every single plugin that is out there because. No, no way. Uh, so we have had a couple of reports that uh, Pipso doesn't work in a certain environment, and I'm not going to mention the names of the plugins because, you know, but we take those plugins that uh, have been reported to have problems with Pipso being installed on the website, and if it is a problem with Pipso, we fix it right away. We don't just say to the client, just, okay, go there, check it, whatever, go to the other plugin developer, it's not a problem. No. We take care of the problem for the client and we will release a fix in the next version of Pipso. Or if it's something really crucial, we'll release a hotfix like 1.2.1 or whatever, or 0.2. And, uh, whenever there's a, there's a problem with a third party plugin, even if it's a big one, but it will just not work with Pipso because of the other plugin has issues in its own code, whether it's legacy, whether it's the design, whether it's uh, uh, not doing everything the WordPress way, like some uh, multilingual plugins mm-hmm. for, uh, for WordPress. You know, WordPress by default does not support uh, multilingual sites. Yeah. You can translate WordPress into any language probably there is, but you cannot use it by default uh, for multilingual sites. So, we're, so right now we fixed the problem uh, in 1.3, that's going to come out uh, probably this week or next week, early next week. Uh, and we can make it work with the plugin and we fix the issue on our side, but we cannot, uh, we cannot possibly uh, guarantee that Pipsa will become multilingual because it's not the WordPress way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so I do. The- yeah. Yeah, so there's nothing we can do actually here because uh, if we did the support for multilingual sites for one plugin that does that for WordPress, it's kind of like a big workaround. We would have to do the same for every single multilingual plugin there is. 
Yeah, well, so there's two kinds of third-party issues. One is a third-party issue, which is a plugin that does not, uh, is like a completely separate thing. So like you mentioned, those uh, multilingual things that they mess with the URL structure and they cause the profile pages of Pipso to break because uh, we both do uh, a little bit of a non-WordPress thing. And when we both mess with the URL structure, suddenly things stop working. So this is what's going to be fixed in 1.3. I'm making sure our stuff is, is going to be completely immune to other plugins changing the, the addresses in any way. So this is, this is my responsibility to make sure that my stuff doesn't break when, when someone else is, is, is doing something that is maybe not the best idea, but it's not completely illegal. But another thing is when we have dedicated developers writing things for Pipso, uh, which is like a completely different kind of a third-party developer. So it's a third-party for Pipso. Uh, it will be, I, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work yet, but we have everything on GitHub in private repositories. It might, it might end up with us giving access or read-only access to, to, to third-party developers so they can see what's going on, what issues we have open um, in, in the bug tracker and whatnot. And maybe they will be able to create pull requests. So if they want to have another filter because they want to hook something into Pip so they can request, they can write it and they can request us to, 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 to put it uh, in Pip. So, so that's, that's one. And another is if something breaks, uh, I guess I will be on the front lines uh, as a lead developer, making sure that uh, if someone, if one of our third-party developers has an issue, something's not working, I will most probably have uh, given an amount of time set aside from my day to support those guys and, uh, and make sure, just, just, just taking a look and making sure what's broken. So mm -hmm. if someone tells me, okay, I'm using Pipso and this and something's not working, I can most probably take a look in 15 minutes, figure out what's broken. Uh, at least... I at wish I had your brain. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> at least figure out in which plugin, you know, if, if it's if it's me to blame, if it's my team, if it's our stuff, that is something that's something wrong with it, or maybe it's actually the other guy. And if it, if it's the third party, I'm gonna tell him. Okay, so or maybe we both need to change something. So uh, maybe maybe we both need to adjust our uh, our philosophy to make things work. Mm -hmm. So this is this is more or less. But when it comes to a customer then I don't exactly know. So if a customer comes and he tells us I am using Pipso and one of your third-party things, then I guess our support staff will have to... So that's a, that's a kind of thing that we're still kind yeah. of figuring out. But there are developers already who will, who will let us sell their plugins and we're going to support their plugins. You know, Especially the developers in California, the original developers of Pipso, they're going to do that. So a little too early to talk about it, but uh, yeah, that's kind of like in the... In the horizon, you yeah, know, in yeah. the next year. Well, yeah, yeah we just, there's a lot of opportunities. We, <laughs> yes, definitely. We want as many developers to develop, but we also want the standards to stay pretty high, very high, and we want to run automation and everything. So we want to have the experience as smooth as possible to our users. Okay, that's very important to us. So here, here's a question for you. Um, as I was thinking about this too, because... My brain is spinning, of course, because I think this would be a phenomenal platform for, to, for me to launch this is in terms of like an API or does it integrate with email autoresponders or is there a way to tie it with your email CRM? The API is something that we are going to tackle next. Oh, was that like you guys were looking at each other like, oh, <laughs> sorry. 
<laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. API is, is going to be very important to our uh, collaboration with other developers. So we are aware of it. We're just going to take it. We're going to have to take a whole week break from everything else and tackle the API thing. But we're going to get it done soon, like within the next month or two. So then you're going to have what? As a, as a WordPress plugin, it's, it's built in a pretty standard way. So it's using those hooks, actions, and filters like all the WordPress plugins do. Uh, this is this is basically one of the reasons why I like the approach of having separate plugins uh, working together. Is they all hook into each other, so the photos hooks into into the core, but also messages hook into the core, but photos also hook into messages. So that's why that's how you can send messages with pictures in them. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one thing. So. Uh, of course, I have most of it in my head because I've been using it for months now, but it has to be written down what filters we have, what actions are there, and uh, it has to be kind of structured. So if someone wants to hook something in, into PIP, so that they can use uh, a filter or an action. Mm-hmm. We just uh, have to document it, right? Yes, so exactly. we have it all in place. You just have to kind of sit and really document this thing. So that's going to take a little bit of time. But we'll get there. Yeah. Well, I was just because I'm thinking, you know, again, coming from a marketing perspective, if because I would use it for like a, a continuity program that's a community also, but I want to make sure, but I, I'm, I'm just t- thinking out loud that even that element could be through the purchase piece that it ties together with with the email autoresponder, you know, just because that database is gold, right? And so I want to be able to communicate with them. Um, but just in ter- I'm, I'm just thinking again, how, how, how are people doing that now? Are they just, do they message just directly through their communities? Are we talking about uh, when people signed up or when people take action? What kind of autoresponder are you talking about? So, so like community? by using, so like I use it's a company Hatchback, but like Infusionsoft or Aweber or, or MailChimp, is there a way to tie in so you can be uh, using your autoresponder to to communicate with your community as well, or or is that all built in that people just message through, like in bulk? If I wanted to message all of my members, everyone in my community at once. Well, these are from from database perspective. Those users are still WordPress users. So if there is a WordPress plugin that does that, it will just work. Uh, so so all the users are stored in the in the WordPress users table. So if there is a WordPress plugin for for Mailchimp or something, all the users registered to Pipso will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the the only difference is you will probably not will definitely not see any custom fields that are there in Pipso like gender or whatnot. But you will have the access to the email and name mm-hmm. uh, in inside the WordPress user table. So there is there's. So I that's a really price. easy fix right there. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a fix because... Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the solution. that already does it, then it's already there. I mean, so we don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel because it's the same database of users. Yeah, and if you need something that fires an email automatically every time someone registers, uh, it will just work because we're using the WordPress API. So every time a user is created, it fires an event called a user has been created. So... A third-party plugin that sends a blast to every newly registered user will will, will catch it. And uh, work out it, of the box, pretty much. It doesn't matter where, how are those users registering, as long as they're going through the WordPress API and all the all the actions and filters are, are firing up. 
So, so that's that's the beauty of WordPress, actually. So those those events happening inside the framework are are, are still there. Okay. So Unless you need to do something absolutely very pipso specific, like I don't know, someone's posting their first uh, their first status update, and you want to send them an email saying, "Hey, welcome to the community. Thank you for for posting your first status update." Then you would need to write a, a custom piece of code to, to do that. But again, it will not be super hard. You will just have to hook into the Pipso um, API and just 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 make your software to listen for an action that that says someone's posting, and then you just figure it out further. So uh, yeah. No, you got that. That's told. That's that. You answered my question. <laughs> was my point. So, you know, I just coming from the perspective again and using this as, um, like I said, I consider myself a marketer and and, and from that content piece that it's making sure that, that I have that because I look at, if I were to grow a community of a few thousand people, ideally, right. That that's also a database that I own, um, which makes it a commodity in essence. And I'm not saying that people are a commodity, but it, that makes the business and that's just an asset is kind of how I was looking at it. So, totally answered my question. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else before we wrap up that you would like to share with the listeners about Peepso and and where everything's going? Um, I think uh, just one tip for starting a community. Don't think that you have 1 million users overnight. It's just not going to happen. You got to start with a niche and you have to find that niche for yourself and for your users. Even Facebook, the biggest social network on the planet started just for people who are students of Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So it started just for those people and it expanded. So you should start small for specific niche of people and go from there. That is mm-hmm. awesome. And then you guys are continually, well, first of all, you've got tons of videos too on your YouTube channel. Um, but, but the content, like I mentioned before, you guys have a ton of content that's coming out on the blog where people can connect mm-hmm. with you a little bit more. Yeah. It's our goal to educate people about uh, social networks, how to create successful social networks and also best practices, those kind of things. Because like I said, it's not about just giving you a tool and just letting you deal with it. It's about helping you become successful. Yeah. And you know what, as, as you were saying that, one of the things I've always thought was the biggest opportunity with WordPress for people who are not coders and programmers is the documentation. And I, you know, like anybody, you could have someone come in and say, I'm just, I'm just going to write about Peepso, right? And they could really create a blog supporting this plugin and run with it by just showing and educating people and, you know, however they wanted to do that. That, so there's a ton of opportunity for people who have success with this to, to share their experience as well. And again, it's through that educating and showing them how to do it. Exactly. One of, one of the biggest, uh, one of our biggest priorities is, uh, like we talked about this, uh, how Pipso looks and how it blends with teams. So we have a very strict uh, CSS style sheet that is basically making sure that Pipso looks the same everywhere. But then you, you can still go in and edit a CSS file. And one of our biggest priorities is to keep the nerdiness level of it to 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 the really uh, minimum so editing a css style sheet is not how we want it we don't want people to edit files and we don't want people to be experts and we don't want the, the nerdy way so 
Uh, our, our one of our focuses is every time we build something, like there will be this um, ex- extended profiles with a lot of custom fields and whatnot. It will. It's very important to us that it's manageable without without any nerdy stuff going on in it. So like creating uh, field placeholders with capitals and underscores only, or, or or something like that, relating one field to another by ID. So uh, it's one thing to build something that does a lot, and there's another thing making sure that people are actually able to use it, exactly. and and just without you know. It's, it's very important to build something that doesn't really need a lot of documentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it, make it, make it like, like from, from the lack of, of a better comparison, uh, like Apple did in, in the 80s when the computers were like the nerdiest thing ever built by people in their garages that you needed to know. Uh, you needed to be basically like a doctor of computer science to use them when Steve Jobs came and he said, I want people to use the computers. I want people who don't know stuff about them. To use it, so that's 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 what we want. We want people who don't know how to program, and they they're not necessarily want to to know how to go in and edit something in, in CSS or whatever to, to to use it. But then, of course, the documentation for for options and whatnot is just trying to make it easy on on the user. Right. But that's the beauty of open source. I mean. Our goal is definitely to make it as user-friendly as possible, and usability is my thing. It's something I'm passionate about. But at the same time, if you are a developer and you still want and, and you want to kind of mess with it a little bit, then you can do it because it's open source, you know. So that you can uh, you can use it or abuse it as you wish, you know. Yeah, and I think I, I probably use the wrong terminology instead of documentation. Even you know, just simply saying this is how, like I'm thinking using this. And then if I share and create content around the setup of Peepso for my own community and what that looks like and how I marketed with it and the content I created around growing it, you know, it's, it's that's sort of where I'm coming from that there's this real simple way to just to show people what you're doing. And that's where I'm saying, here's this beautiful plugin that again, does look just it's gorgeous, but and and it's user friendly. But in my experience, you know, I've had people that are that are still stuck with they're scared. Like the thought of starting a community is like, where do I begin? And and so the more people demonstrating the ease of use, that's I just think there's a ton of opportunity with WordPress in that space. Definitely, if you go to our blog, speedflow.com uh, slash blog, you can find uh, an ebook there that you can just get it right now. You know, and it gives you exactly how to create a community. It's it very easy. The it's secrets like, of successful online communities, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it tells you everything. It tells you uh, success stories and also failure fail, fail stories as well, and how to not do it, which is also very important. Uh, like Google Plus is how to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the money in the world it still didn't help them, right? Yeah, it, it pretty did, much it didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I like Google Plus, but you know, I never use it. it. Me either. I'm like, I've got profiles there, and I'll send content there, but other than that, I leave it alone. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much. This has been awesome, you guys. And I just, so everybody listening, I will have videos as, as I go through this, um, and in the post. So when I'm thinking when this podcast episode airs, I think that the chat is the one that's coming soon. Is that the plugin that's coming soon? Okay. I'm thinking that might be live because we're at about two weeks out from this airing. Um, but thank you, all three of you. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad we, we connected and I'm excited to share this with everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Kim.
right. So I'm, I'm probably not the most objective person, but pretty awesome interview, right? And not to mention, I love the fact, guys, I love you too, but I love the fact that this was created and founded by a female. Uh, we don't have enough women in the tech space, I don't think. And having created this successfully on Joomla and then realizing, you know, the power of WordPress. And one of the things I loved, because I've had some conversations with Mirav after, is is her love for the WordPress community and how open and supportive and encouraging people in this community are. So go give them some love. Again, it's Peepso, just like it sounds, you guys. P-E-E-P-S-O, peepso.com. Or you can go to the WPChick.com forward slash Peepso and check it out. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. Would love a review on iTunes if you're up for it. And stay tuned for the next solo show. I've got some shout outs. I do want to give some love to those of you who have left me reviews. I truly appreciate it. Um, so I'll be sharing some of those as well. As, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode where I've got some big announcements coming. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know what that was, but I'd share it with you anyways. Have an awesome day, you guys.